Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to uh, review and talk about POW Pro Wrestling Pay Your Dues and uh, some uh, some interesting AEW news. You know, uh, who who uh, who would have saw that uh, the return is inevitable? I'm your host Joseph Lusso. I'm alongside here with the enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hello, hello. And the chosen marquee of No Cell Entertainment, Mike Booble. That's right. You can find me on the marquee outside the building on Marquee Sports. Uh, and for all my uh, hammer bros out there, hammer me, daddy ass. Ah, damn. Just starting it out. Uh, starting out there. All right. I'm just trying to get more merch going for them. That's all I'm doing. Uh, okay. Ha- uh, just sell enough merch. <laughs> just the I don't know. Last hand. night it seemed like half the merch available was Hammer Brothers merch. So, last night we got to watch Pal Pro Wrestling's Pay Your Dues. Uh, Mr. Buell, sorry that you couldn't make it. Um, you know, in solidarity with my with my man Caden Cassidy, I you know I chose. Well, to more, not more, be. more on that later. You know, how would someone say, like, I don't know, you, you played yourself? Yeah, you probably should have checked with him first. Uh. Yeah. But we're getting to it. Um, what was your reaction, Corey? I had a fun time again. Oh, I had, like, a, I had a great time. It was a. Uh, my first time at World Pies for this. Uh, I like the atmosphere. Oh, we were right up next to the action. Me and Joe actually got hit with thumbtacks at one point in the mini event. Um, fun time. I like it. Yeah, I almost got, I, t- I almost took a boot to the face when they did the uh, when I want to say I forgot it was who, Center but Saint wasn't it? I think it was either one of them, but like they like sway, swing their f- foot around on the outside a lot wider than normal. I'm like, oh, look out. Uh, you just sold it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I would have sold it. Yeah. If, again, where we sit, if something, if someone's going to fall, we're going to take that bump. Oh, hell yeah. Follow me, daddy ass. So let's talk about uh, pay your dues as it, we uh, the VIP got in. We got a little VIP treatment as we got to see Mr. Ulala's tea party. Tea. You, 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 you know, you, I, how would someone say, like, I don't know, you, you played yourself? Yeah, you probably should have checked with him first. Uh. Yeah. But we're getting to it. Um, what was your reaction, Corey? I had a fun time again. Oh, I had like, a, I had a great time. It was a my first time at World Pies for this. Uh, I like the atmosphere. Oh, we were right up next to the action. Me and Joe actually got hit with thumbtacks at one point in the mini event. Um, fun time. I like it. Yeah, I almost got, I, t- I almost took a boot to the face when they did the uh, when I want to say I forgot who, but Saint wasn't it? I think it was either one of them, but like they like sway, swing their f- foot around on the outside a lot wider than normal. I'm like, oh, look out. Uh, you just sold it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I would have sold it. Yeah. If, again, where we sit, if something, if someone's going to fall, we're going to take that bump. Oh, hell yeah. 
Follow me, daddy ass. So let's talk about uh, pay your dues as it, we uh, the VIP got in. We got a little VIP treatment as we got to see Mr. Ulala's tea party. Tea party with uh, Chase James. Fun little interaction as a uh, you know Chase James again hurt and you know he at least he's a scholar and gentleman for being at the show. Right, uh, more he's a. Uh... More of a pro than uh, Thunder Rosa. I mean, at this point, though, like, Bob Orton's like, Doug, you're not really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the old Cowboys calling you out. <laughs> uh, and that, that, that lent us, uh, after that, uh, Chase James sat in the audience to watch for a little while. For like half the show. Our, as we got our uh, pre-show match. Yep, as it was um, Frankie Dove taking on Derek Shaw. Uh, shout out real quickly to Frankie Dove. First time seeing him, but uh, exquisite theme music coming out to Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Derek Shaw, we're coming for you. Whoa, 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 Come down, Booker. Uh, it was a good showing for uh, Frankie. Uh I was impressed, and again, Derek hey. Shaw, you know, being you Derek know Shaw. It's hardly our first time seeing Derek Shaw, but my first time being in a front row that close, he was always looking big. He That motherfucker is mammoth. That is a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun match, fun, you know, a little VIP treatment, which, again... For the next show, get your VIP ticket so you can watch these, yeah. uh, you know, little specialties. It's a little extra bad, little extra added bang for your buck. They make it worth your time, worth your while, worth your money. Uh, unlike, just, uh, unlike WWE, who uh, you get a two-hour pre-show and it's just them jib-jabbing for two hours instead of having a, you know, a sh- but match. I mean, but I got to play devil's advocate, Joe. At any point during this pre-show. Did we get a shucky ducky quack quack moment of the night? You know, you're right on that. You know, damn, I didn't think about that. You know, so that kind of backfires. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, to play devil's advocate to Corey's devil advocate, did everybody in the pre-show know everybody who the fuck was? Unlike Booker uh, T. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's true. I guess your devil, your devil's advocate beats my devil's advocate. God damn it. That's true. That's true. To uh, to do both your devil advocates, just get your VIP ticket so you can watch, you know, all this stuff. Uh, after the match, though, uh, Derek. <laughs> Joe wants to be DP'd by devil, devil's advocates. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Uh, no, but we'll move on. Uh, after the, after the uh, match, uh, Shaw calls out uh, Cleaver and uh, King Naja. Yeah, so, as they were over at the at the merch stands, you know, chilling and talking, and he uh, decided to to pick a fight with two guys. Um, I think he will. Uh, he will. Uh, Derek Shaw maybe not m- might not be done for the night. So let's get into the uh, action pack action, as they would say. Uh, no, as our first. No, no, <laughs> they wouldn't say because he wasn't there. Oh, okay. Uh, they say, let's get it on. 
Who I know I I didn't catch her name, but she did a good job. Stevie. Yeah, I kind of like her. She's better yeah. than the one that's the greatest of all time on WWE. That's true. That's true. Yep. Who? Tony Chimmel. Oh. <laughs> now he was great, but now I'm talking about that one now that uh, everybody gives her flowers. Well, th- there's a reason they like her specifically. It has nothing uh, to do with. Her. So let's get into yeah. the first match. As uh, these guys did not want to wait. As the first match tonight was Funny Bone and Malcolm Flex taking on the Masaro family of Vinny Masaro and the Blanchards. Oh, they're back in now. That's nice of you. <laughs> I got nothing. We were you guys. sitting in the we were sitting in the chosen area as our entire row was for the Masaro family. Yeah, uh, people the uh, people dressed up in jumpsuits and they had spaghetti plates for him. It was awesome. That's weird. Um, Bubba was in fine form. He shaved the goatee, the beard. But it didn't didn't hurt his vocal cords. It did not. Not at all. Uh, Fun match. However, uh, Mr. Booble, it ends in a double count out as it's just a basically a a brawl to start the whole for the whole match in a way. Um. However, however, you know, they brawl, everything. Then Malcolm Flax challenges Vinny to an anything goes loser leaves pal match. For that night. Hmm. So we have a new main event. Out of uh, nowhere, as Malcolm Flax will take on Vincenzo. As loser Vinny ex- leaves pal. Yeah. As Vinny lo- uh, accepts the. Uh, Match under one condition that Funny Bone is banned from ringside. That doesn't seem very fair. Funny Bone is always, uh, first of all, when the the Masaro family were uh, brought to the ring by uh, an unnamed lady who I've never seen before. And apparently Funny Bone also had not, as he asked, who the fuck are you? Um, I mean, he just speaks of his mind. That's all he's doing. True. Yeah, we have a main event, uh, an extra added bonus match with a lot on the line. Dex seems stacked against Vinny. I don't like it personally. I I don't like it. There, there's a there. There was a disturbance in the force, as I kept saying the whole night. Stacked, you know, stacked against oh, oh boy, Vinny. Second match of the night, but it's the first match in the tag team tournament. It's Death Threat taking on the Hammer Brothers. Boy, they got a pop and a half when they came out. No denying how fucking over they are. I believe this is a uh, first round matchup, right, in the tag tournament? Yeah, yeah yep. so, uh, we, were, we were basically correct on the... How the... the yeah, Blanchard's going to buy. The winner of the C4 Flaming Aces move on to take on Blanchard's. Uh, Blanchard's. Then the other tag match of Drexel and Avell versus Saint and Sinner take on the winners of this match. So we're right with that uh, assumption. 
Uh, fun match. Uh, Death Threat looks, you know, looked good for uh, being the heels in this match. And uh, but there's Hammer Brothers, man. They're over like Rover. Uh, I, I call them Owen and Yoko. <laughs> As their match, it's, it's solely because the match structure is identical. Uh, the one Hammer does ninety five percent of the work. Jack. And then you, you tag in Sledge for the the big moments. Uh, fun match. It was a how you know, but it's one of those things we we knew that as a that they were going that the hammers were going to move on. Does the crowd uh, know any more of the uh, pre match shenanigans? Um. Uh, yeah. Getting with it, the chant. They're getting with the chant. And your last name is Hammer. Everyone looks like a nail. Um, but yeah, you know, we just knew that they look good. The death threat looks good. Um, I want to say that this is the second time for them in PAL, but I know the first time we weren't able to go to the show. So, but they look good. Um, after the match, though, Jonas comes to the ring and says that, you know, his mom was not too happy that he lost five thousand dollars in his uh oh, his trust in his, fund. In his trust fund. So his mom got him a new gift as uh Mr. Booble, I believe you're here for this. Uh Drake Kwan is now uh Jonas's security. His bodyguard. Interesting. I got all types of hints of wrestling past in this fucking match. Jonas very much coming off like a young Jim Cornette with his mama mad about the trust fund and getting him a bodyguard. Except for Big Bubba, it's it's Drake Kwan. I wonder if that still makes Jim Cornette an honorary, honorary black Muslim. Well, fast Teddy Long. Holla, holla, holla. And then uh, and then another shade of wrestling past as Eugene came out to wrestle him. Uh, or oh, Eli uh, Surge. That's what I meant. Eli Surge. Eli Surge came out to wrestle Drake Kwan. Hi, Birch. As uh, birds aren't real. And he has a big someone, sign that says that. As someone who studies bird law, I find that offensive. Well, I mean, he is correct about that. Birds are, birds are definitely fake. And, uh, then, the best, we were sitting so close to the commentary, I could hear Jeremy Blanchard over on commentary going, what does he mean? I've seen a bird. I've held a bird. Birds are real. Nope, a, bird a, a bird has shit on my car, unless that's my neighbor again. Let's not get into that. You want to run sure me past that again, part? Don't, don't worry about that. I don't, you know. So whoever's shitting on my car, knock it off if it's birds <laughs> or not. A PSA from Joe Vessel. <laughs> don't shit on my car. Thank you. This really shouldn't have to be said. <laughs> well, neither should be don't drink bleach, but you know, the warning's that's there for... True. That's true. There would be a, the uh, weekly PSA from me about no, don't shit on my car. That'd be great. I, I, uh, I like me some Drake Kwan. I do too. I do too. He he looked good. Sir, Eli Serge looked good. The producer says we saw him in Defy, and um, he surely didn't have this gimmick. No, he didn't. Um, he had shorter hair and he had trunks. Um, uh, he had, when we he saw was him a young in boy. Defy. He was yeah. a young boy. Uh, 
But yeah, I like uh, Zen's like we saw him in uh, at in Defy. I'm like I'm blanking pretty hard at this moment. And like as you say, yeah, sure. But I, it was a fun match. Drake Quan looks awesome. Um, Surge looked great, but you know, Quan he gets the W as as he should. I don't know if, uh, unveiling a uh, new bodyguard, then boom, he gets he takes the L. Get what would yeah. be good? WWE might do that. <laughs> they would do that. The next match was another tag team uh, tournament match as it's the Sinner and Saint taking it on Drexel and Charlie Avail. So, I dig Sinner and Saint. I do too. I do that, too. That's a gimmick I like. And they're good. They have good teamwork too. Uh, good, some good double moves. Good uh, chemistry. Yeah, I like them. Coming down from Victoria, BC. Boo. Our Canadian yeah. brothers. Uh, I've I've seen them both in um, Defy. Yeah, I've seen Yeah. I was familiar with them. The other one I wasn't. I don't think you were at the show, but he's the one. Uh, Gold, it was Golden Boy. He's the one that did the suicide dive on, on on the shaft Wait, when we were sitting down. He was Golden Boy, wasn't he? Yeah, he just shaved his okay, head. I've seen him. I've seen. Or him. you kept calling him the Canadian Dragon. Well, yeah, here he looked like a young Brian Danielson, <laughs> the Canadian yeah, Dragon, because uh, he dubbed directly onto Devin and I. Yeah. And somehow Devin's drink did not like none. No one's drink spilled while somehow. Um, Devin's shoelace got like wrapped around the chair foot. Well, that's because yeah, he Devin can't tie his shoes. But the drinks were fine. Yeah. Devin can't tie his shoes. That's what happens when he tries. That's why he needs Velcro. Well, he's a little bitch. Well, I'm almost at the age where I'm about to switch to Velcro for the rest of my life. I'm almost at that time period. I mean, I don't know why we ever went away from it. It's fucking great. Right. Trying to be cool and all that, I guess. Uh, is it so cool tight shoes? Is that cool? <laughs> hey, you cool kids! You know, huh. you don't tie if... your shoes. You ain't cool. <laughs> well, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> that, that's what I was looking for. This little rant. Oh yeah. Uh, the winners of this match was Sinner and Saints, Mister Booble, as Charlie. Classic, you know, turn your back on your partner moment when he uh, has his hand out for the tag and kind of brushes away. You know what he did, Mike? He pulled a wee-wee Rick and Martell at WrestleMania 5. Left hmm. old Drexel Santana high and dry. Uh, after the match, after the match, though, Drexel wants to uh, calls out Charlie. Charlie comes out and just basically says, you know, wants to know why you turned on uh, him. And Charlie's like, well, it's because you're not violent enough. That's a weird. Uh, that's that's a weird thing to say to Drexel. Of all the things to accuse Drexel of, that like, hey, Bailey, you don't hug enough. Uh, 
Yep. Then Drexel challenges uh, Avell to a match for next week's show, next month's oh, show. Next month. so. Yeah, next month. So, um, we got that to look forward to. As uh, as Mr. Booble as Devin as sorry De- Corey as Corey said earlier, Chase James was sitting ringside. He's still sitting ringside at this moment until uh, I know I'll just you know drink myself uh, away here as uh, Brian Zane interviews Chase James as again James is hurt and he would love to wrestle Jaden because he's the new pal superhero. And the fan that was so against him earlier was now his fucking lap dog. Um, <laughs> oh, what do you, what do you, what did you, what did you think of uh, Mr. James's shtick? Since this is your first time seeing him in person, Corey. Oh well, as a guy who is uh, automatically attuned to enjoy the hills, uh, I enjoyed Chase James tremendously. He he's he's an asshole, and I dig it. He's very good at it too. Yeah, like he yeah, he is still, like he doesn't rush. Like he is not in a hurry. If they're just gonna boo, he's like, I'll just sit here and wait. Then I got all the time in the world. Exactly, and that's how it was. The way you should be. Uh, our next match, Doctor Cleaver taking on one Jaden. Maximum effort. I need a hero. That song has been playing everywhere I go lately. So, so Corey, I got to tell you this. Uh, so, at the last show I went to, uh, Jaden came out with that song, right? Yeah. And uh, I learned that the producer and and Mr. Lesso, you know, the household had never seen that music video. Really? We did it's now. One of the fucking videos in the history of ever. And I was like, no, you have to go home and watch this video. <laughs> yes. I need a hero. Guys' uh, view of said music video. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's uh, how do I want to put it? You know, it was weird, and uh, I don't know what was going to happen to Miss. Yeah, I don't know it's, what was going to happen with Miss Tyler. Yeah, dude. At some point, like the porch was dancing, and it's fucking weird. Oh. <laughs> uh. Now I'm going to have to go watch it again after this podcast. <laughs> As you should. Uh, uh, Mr. Booble. Yeah. What's the line we always say about Jaden? For over 50 years. That's right. Uh, that doesn't happen tonight. He wins via a roll-up. God damn it, so, uh, <laughs> Roll-up mania is beginning, brother. But then... But then... When uh, Chase James gets into the ring and, you know, wants a handshake from uh, Jaden, but Jaden flips him off rudely. And uh, they get into it as uh, they brawl to the outside from it. And then Chase James hits Jaden with a super kick. And then he pulls out a, a, a crutch. crutch. However, that crutch is wrapped up in barbed wire. And begins to as they and begins to, to lay into him as they begins to lay into him as uh, Chase James rips off Jaden's new mask. Well, see, that's what happens when you go to Doctor Cleaver as your personal primary physician. Is you get crutches wrapped in barbed wire, whether you have a problem walking or not. 
you know, people questioning why the crutch was there. And it's like, again, it's Dr. Cleaver. So he will have the un, unusual equipment for you to be using. Our next match for a procedure. He just hit you in the face with a brick. Yeah, that's that's the numbing. That's to numb you up. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm only here for a shot. He might be a silent backer to that uh, Ming abortion clinic. <laughs> he might be. It's like, hey, I'm here to, you know, my ears not, you know, all right, let me, uh, let me put you in the figure four. Hang on. Yeah, Infer- and let's, let's do an inferno match. Let's find out why. No, no, but no, hey, my hey, ear. Joe, you're burying the lead. During this match, King Naja, who was tremendous oh, yeah. outside, uh, yes. trying to find things to cheat with Dr. Cleaver, uh, he gets out <laughs> the old, the old towel and the old, the old, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, chloroform. Chloroform. And then, and then Derek Shaw comes from behind and just puts the chloroform over King Naja's face and proceeds to abduct him. Well, I mean, Powell's is chloroform. Powell's becoming the NXT parking lot. You don't know who's going to get jumped next. Or who's going to get kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so King Naja, he got kidnapped or abducted. You know, lucky enough, he comes back later, but he's disheveled right, and I all that. If you kidnap a, a king, isn't that a prisoner of war at that point? Yes. Yes, it is. Political ramifications notwithstanding. <laughs> um, the next match is the Wrestling with Regret Championship YouTube title as it's Chris Brady, our favorite homeboy, taking on Zicky Dice. This is a good match. It was a great match. The Joe asked, did Zicky Dice land on the producer's lap again? No, two bodies down. Two bodies down. Man. Does the producer feel slighted? Um, no. You know, she she got prepared as the she had her like purse around and then she put it behind her. And she like she you know she she expected it but she wasn't slighted she was just like hey you know I've this has happened to me twice I'll just you know spread it around let everybody else have a good time. (laughs) 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 Wow, Joe. What? Uh, What I say? This 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 was everybody's favorite homeboy done blue Zicky Dice up, as he put it. As uh, it was a great back and forth match. Uh, you know they do the spot where uh, Brady goes for the moonsault, but he's in the corner where the lights are hanging, so he gets caught up in the rope in the lights and this falls straight back, and that leads to uh, Zicky getting the the reverse pile driver for the win. It was a good Chris spot. Brady, yeah. He's 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 gonna go places. He's put the work in. He, one, uh, he's become he's just keeps getting better and better, but one he's he's put the work in, he's networking, he's getting out there. Yeah, he ain't gonna be stuck in the northwest by itself for long. Yeah, I see a bunch of people tweeting about him all the time. Like his name is oh, on yeah. like every promotion east coast to west. Cause he is everybody's favorite homeboy. 
after the match, Brian Zane interviews uh, Zicky about his WrestleMania weekend, how brother Levi got attacked by vacants and it looked like it broke broke his nose. Um, then vacant co- shows up and uh, brings up that he's not alone tonight as vacant. He cuts and a promo two- on the Titan Tron. Yep. And then him and his two brothers, vacant one and vacant two. Well, it's not the Titan Tron. It's Power Vision. Power Oh, damn it. That's good. That's a good one. To the Power Vision. Um, as the vacant and his two brothers show up and attack Zicky. Wait, is this like the Villanos? How many fucking brothers are there? Yes, there's, there's, it's exactly like it is. There is uh, vacant one, two, and three. Uh, we're, we're beating up on them. And then they, uh, then they, uh, then they uh, put tape around his mouth and you know a little a little stomp to uh, Zicky, so I I expect war games. That's all I expect, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to then we go to break, but break is uh, cut a couple minutes short. Corey, why is that? Because Mr. Yeah, Google made because, a bad decision. Because a certain Caden Cassidy just pops up out of nowhere. Grabs a mic and starts talking shit to Funny Bone over at the uh, merch table, and tells him he wants a fucking match because he got lucky last time. Caden Cassidy beat that ass and should have won that title, and he wants his goddamn rematch. I mean, first of all, all true things, and second of all, as he is my guy, I knew it was about to happen. I had to have plausible deniability. Oh, see, that's how that's how it is. Okay, that's how you're running. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, okay. Well, they started brawling. They started uh, brawling. Kind of a fun way to come out of uh, intermission. Um, the only problem is uh, other people showed up. Uh, Cleaver, Drexel show up, and it's an all-out brawl. Um, Derek Shaw. Derek Shaw shows up, you know, after kidnapping King Naja, and uh, we get a brawl. Then Funny Bones challenges. Uh, Caden and Cleaver to a match for next next month's show in a doorway to hell match. Yep, and it's going to be Derek Shaw and Funny Bone taking on uh, Cleaver and uh, Caden Cassidy. Joe, again, you bury the lead. Uh, he wanted Drexel, but Drexel's busy taking on Charlie Avell. So as Derek Shaw standing in the ring, Funny Bone goes, "I'll just team up with uh, this motherfucker right here." <laughs> doesn't even know his name. I don't know his says, name, but I'll, I'll... then he's a then he goes. I'd rather it be Drexel, but you'll do. That's that's kind of what he said about Malcolm Flex two months ago. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, Drexel's my partner, but uh, sure, why not? Yeah, whoever the fuck you are. But Slav Shaw looks standing there, going like, having to celebrate like he got picked uh, on the on the good PE team, but at the same time, like. Yeah, he don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> are you saying Funny Bone is the Booker T of Palpa Wrestling? Uh, between how he worked and talked in the first match and here, I would say he was more like the Hulk Hogan of Palp Championship Wrestling. Brother. <laughs> you're, not um, one, you're not Brother Brew Time, but you'll do, dude. <laughs> Um, our first match back after the break was a tag team tournament match as it was C 
Whoop. Taking on the Flaming Aces. Joe, uh, uh, Mike, this was the best match of the night, in my opinion. I mean, C4 was involved. It's a pretty good chance. And uh, I, they did something that I thought they would do in this match. They played the subtle heel as the fl- both teams were baby faces, but it was clear that Flaming Aces was the more popular of the two. Mm-hmm. And C4 went and did that. Uh, did that uh, subtle heel thing where they didn't go full on heel, but they uh, definitely played the heel during the match. Subtle cheating, oh, uh, looking Ro- aggravated. I was going to say Rosas when he came out, he did the heel high five. Nope, nope, you know. Yep, yep. But then they, Cody came out and did it. Then he's like, oh nope, high five. And then they then they started the subtle, subtle turn. Oh, I think they knew coming out that the Aces were yeah, going to be the yeah. more over. So uh, they did a great job. And and Surprise City, although not really, because we hadn't seen C4 in like, you know, eight months, that uh, <coughs> Flaming Aces pulled the upset and got the pin. So, but no, it, it was a good match, So the C4 did not go up their Flaming Aces. Nope, they didn't. They did not. I I was wrong, uh, but damn good match, and I like C four as a heel team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that good, it's very easy to be heel, and especially Chung, I think, just has the look. He he, classic Cody Chung can easily just be that character that's like the heel who thinks he's so much better than everybody else, and you know it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna say that. He shouldn't be wearing a scarf, but. uh Actually, yeah. you know what I get uh, if if you need a comparison, I get sort of uh, like a like a Sammy Guevara like punchable yes. face kind of from him. Yes, that's a perfect. I, I was struggling to find one. That's a perfect comparison. And that's a and he that's a compliment. Pull that off. Mr. Cody. That's that's a very it's a high compliment. <laughs> he could very much pass that off. Yeah. 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 It it was a fun match. Like. I think it was my mat- match of the night too, but I was talking with the producer, and it's like, yeah, for me, it was between this match and the Zicky and Chris Brady. Yeah, but all the yeah, matches those, were good. It, it's like those were the two that stood out. It, Corey, it was like the old NXT shows of like nothing was bad. Yeah, nothing was truly bad on this show. I, even my least favorite match would have been Eli Surge and Drake Kwan because I don't know if I'm too into Surge's character. But the in-ring yeah. work was fine. Yeah. But are you into surge sodas? I am. Uh, not Bring it back. Was, not since I was 18, sir. Bring it back, baby. Not ju- was, not just at Burger King. That was a long time ago. Hey, man. I, back in the day, Dairy Mart used to do, uh, you know, like the 32-ounce or 64-ounce for a dollar, and then like, and you get like a free king-size king size Snickers. Size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was Surge and a King Size Snickers all the time. That was such a popular deal when I worked there. Holy crap. That seems yep. healthy. Well, you know, uh, just built on. I mean, you know, I'm judging. I wouldn't pass it up. You know, that's not what I'm saying, I'm, but. I, I'm built on Surge, you know? Brother. Brother. Uh, our next way. match. <laughs> our next match. At first, it was well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, oh, 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 hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just realized now that we've done all those matches, we can preview the next round. It's going to be the Blanchard brothers 
taking on Flaming Aces. And then Sinners Saints. Saints against the Hammers. <clears throat> now they can go one of two ways here. They can go ultra predictable and give us a Hammers Blanchard's final. Or they can do upsets and give us a Sinner and Saint versus Flaming Aces final. Which one do you think no, is more like? I think Hammer and Blanchard's. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm going to go Blanchard's and Sin- uh, Saint and Sinner. Think so? That's where I'm going to go because you can't go against the, the Blanchard's because we're in Blanchard. Well, you know, I, you know, I live, I pay taxes in Blanchard country. Well, I mean, I, I just picked him to win the match. <laughs> I didn't go yeah. with <laughs> Well, we're, I'm just however, saying. We're going to the Hammer Brothers, however. Wait, what was that? So they're going to advance to the finals. I'm talking about uh, yeah. Blanchard's crown, pal. But they're going yeah. to lose in said finals to the Hammer Brothers. Oh, no. I, I, you can't, yeah, you, you got the brothers a, right, but wrong brothers. I mean, I live, I pay taxes in Blanchard County, yeah. uh, Blanchard country, and I got news for you. Uh, the mayor, of course, Bubba's uh, father, Jefferson Davis Blanchard, J.B. Blanchard. Uh, crooked as the day is long, but but good guy anyway. He'll uh, make sure that the Hammers don't win those belts. That's all I'm saying. They're destined for Blanchard waists or shoulders. I'm I'm just saying that uh, there has been some new construction in, in Blanchard country, and uh, that shit's about to get annexed to parts unknown. So. <laughs> oh my god, damn! First off, rude. How dare you? Our next match was Kikio versus Murphy Madsen versus Amira. They added Amira in after we did our last week's uh, markout no so. I mean, I'm never gonna turn Amira down. So. So first of all, uh, I don't know. I think one of us did pick it, but she, that '90s girl, came out to uh, "No Scrubs" by TLC. Fantastic! That's fantastic. We talked about what the theme music would be, and it was "No Scrubs." No scrubs. I yeah yeah. I I, 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 I knew I. If we're being honest, but I get my "No Scrubs" pick. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um. If you picked it, we're not going to give you the credit. So that's all. That's all we're just trying to say. I didn't pick No Scrubs. No, I don't think so. I, still I, think I feel like No Scrubs are called out. I feel like we one of us said it. So I still think it should have been Groove is in the Heart by D Light. But you know whatever. I think I picked um, Nirvana. I think is what I picked. Nirvana. I think No Doubt. I think you picked No Doubt. I laughed at you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, rude. <laughs> Most people laugh at anything you know. involving, uh, involving no doubt. Don't speak about it. Don't speak. I uh, Ki- Kikyo gets the W, but they they had a fun spot. Well, uh, where uh, Madsen and Mira were all like days and woo, like you know, just doing like the oh, and then. Um, Kikyo shakes the whole ring to the point where she does the jump, and then all both of them fall and the ref. Oh, John Tenta! Hell yeah. yeah, she John Tented them, and all, including the ref, all fell down. Fuck yeah, dude! That was so awesome. How, uh, Murphy Madsen. Not bad. First time seeing she, Murphy Madsen, she wasn't bad. She wasn't bad. It was. It, they did the like two on one type scenario from the most of the match of Kiko being the bigger woman so it's just them trying to you know take her down and 
the cool spot is uh, Kikio had, I think, a Mira for like a throwaway slam, and then no, no, she had that reverse. She had mats and over her shoulders, like going for a DVD or something like that, just carrying her. And then a mirror jumps up on her front, and she just has both of them, and she walks around and then does a sack of shit slam thing on them. Oh, uh, so she did successfully what Athena couldn't do at all. Got it. Yes. Yep. Well, this is, yeah, not surprising. All three of these women better than Athena, in my opinion. Uh, we all know how I feel about Athena. And I'm guessing and... Amira still over as motherfuck? Uh, yeah. Although... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're leaving it at that. We'll wait to the end. Bring that up. Uh, but uh, Kikyo does like the like a Michinoku driver uh, 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 on Madsen onto Mira for the win. Ow, Jesus. Kikyo looking awesome. Yeah. I don't know who gets the worst of that spot, Madsen or Mira. Jesus. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so our main event. Loser, anything goes, loser leaves pal wrestling. But before before the match starts, your old, your old pal, Mr. Brian Zane there, Mike, he yeah. gets on the mic and says, look, Funny Bone may not be allowed, but I'm going to add to it. And now the Blanchard brothers are no longer allowed at ringside either. I mean, it's the fair call, but you know, Brian Zane says it, you know. Brian says, if Brian Zane says the sky is blue, it's probably raining outside. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so here we go. Again, I'm not going to complain. We got to hear we got to hear some Dino, some Dean Martin for the second time of the night. Second time of the night. Mr. Should we... What? I was going to ask, should I ask Mr. Booble who, who lost? Yeah, who, who do you think lost? lost, Joe? Or Mike? Or someone? Hmm. The fourth man on the group. I'm going to say Funny Bone. No, no, no it was Flex and uh, Vinny. But it, it, you're going to stick with the Funny Bone? Say just Funny Bone. Uh, Vinny. Vinny is you, the winner. Sir. Vinny's the winner. Mm. Malcolm yeah, Flex. No more Malcolm Flex and Powell. Um, overall, it was, a, it was, it was, uh, you know, a f- fun match. The, you know, anything goes, they use, it was garbagey. they use pans. They use a garbage, uh, can which, about 20 bucks on Vinny. Uh, the crowd did the most Oregon chant possible and they read what the can set, the track, like reuse, re. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That chant yeah, broke out. That that there was a like, chant. Oh my god! The most yeah, Oregon I, I thing felt, uh, chant possible. I felt dirty, but uh, you know, uh, Amira Skoland came out to uh, <laughs> to uh, to be in Flex's corner, and uh, you know she brought a a plastic bag full of uh, sharp goodies for him to use. Uh, which uh, the thumbtacks did get used. Like I said, me and Joe got hit with something, and that was fucking cool. Um, but Vinny being the ultra-smart, ultra-talented babyface, uh, good guy that he is, uh, grabbed the empty plastic bag and put it over Flex's ha- head to uh, suffocate him. 
and Amira immediately jumped up and threw in her white towel to give up four flex. And like I said, uh, Amira Skoland costume flexed his power career. I mean, there was an attempted murder by Vinny Masara. As Greco-Roman headlines. Uh, yeah. And the and and to be honest, that plastic bag wasn't really over the head of Flex. She she rushed it. She didn't even wait till it was over all the way. She was on that she was on that rope and throwing that towel and it was like three quarters of the way around the head. She it wasn't it, it wasn't even above uh, over uh, around the nose yet. Not even maybe the eyes and just like throw it in. But now, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, without having seen it personally, you got you guys are coming dangerously close to uh, attacking a favorite daughter of Palpa Wrestling, and that is dangerous. Well, you know, you know, our boy Vinny, you know, I think he won clean though too. You know, yeah, he was a stand-up gentleman. You know, he didn't get clean. stapled. You know, he didn't get stapled like for twenty bucks worth. Of, you know, he didn't do that. It was all flex. He got his butt whipped by flex, and then he tried to put a headlock on, and Amir was like, "Enough's enough." <laughs> yeah, a simple move, headlock. It's like, no, 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 no. We don't want that here. So well, uh, I think I I I think we'll be seeing uh, Palcom uh, Mex coming to the you know coming to the next Pal show. Fleximus Malcolm. Yeah. The new luchador. Or a luchador. Yep. But either way you shake it, apparently he's gone. That was surprising. But in a somewhat mitigating factor, he immediately cut a promo about how he'll be back. That's no, it's bold. <laughs> well, again, then, I mean, just I mean, just you know, not I'll you know the elephant in the room here. I mean, if Brian Zane made the stipulation, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. And good then, chance. uh. Good chance Michael Flex is running pal as we speak. I also I feel bad for Flex as uh, with the exception of Amira, the, the the B team of baby faces came out to uh, console him after the match. Uh, the, yeah, the loser of the pre-show match and the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> so you're saying I uh, beat me uh, second in command and uh, Kurt Hedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like during the during the match when Amira shows showed up, me and uh, Corey leaned over to me. He's like, "I'm waiting for her to turn," and I'm like, "Me too." Right. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, "She's got a towel over her shoulder." I'm waiting for her to turn on fucking Malcolm, but no, they went I was the other thinking way. Form. I was thinking uh, form. Yeah. Gary come Hart. Out. What? Amira playing the Gary Hart role. Yeah. Right. Nice callback. Halloween Havoc '89. Damn right. Uh, Overall, pay your dues was a fun show. I do have a little thing by from the producer of what she thought. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> as she put it, uh, it was a great to see tag team action having it have it move storylines along. Flaming Aces taking a taking down a big name to show that they're ready for the gold. Sinner and Saint showing their skills over a big baby face. Respect for Flex and his training of, of all the up-and-coming wrestlers. Zicky showing that he can wrestle and not all about the shenanigans, even though she missed them. Kikio stuck in a weird babyface heel situation, which she loves. Didn't understand the 90s kid, but that's the producer. Uh, they mentioned, because aren't you guys 90s kids? 
in a way. Uh, they mentioned violence twice with Drexel and then making the main event. Everything goes. I love the hand at more violence. Let's go. As the producer wants more blood. She's she, bloodthirsty. Yep. Yeah, she likes, you know, it's that GCW stuff, but she just wants it, you know, in person. So I have a question for you gents. Uh, did we just misremember something? Wasn't there supposed to be a big ugly? That's thing? next month. That's next month. Next month. Okay. They uh uh he he the challenge was for two months. Gotcha. So yeah. At so the, so far for for we have issues. We have Big Ugly versus Abigail Warren. We've got uh, Drexel against Charlie Avell, and we've got the Doorway to Hell with a uh, Funny Bone and what's his fucking name. Against uh, Derek against Shaw, Cassidy and, and Doctor Cleaver. But and the tag title semifinals, I would surmise. Yeah, as uh, the tickets are available now, so get your tickets now at powprowrestling.eventbrite.com for Power Wrestling. We have issues, and Corey, you want to talk about that beautiful, beautiful logo? Oh god damn, I love the pay-per-view logo for the next show. It's a, it's of course the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine logo. Only it says POW Wrestling, we have issues. Oh man, it's so nice. Yeah, they at the show they it was just that, but then they just dropped the poster and it has the you know, the have you guys seen it, right? With the like Glory to Hell. No. Nope. Yeah, it's it's it has uh, Funny Bone and Shaw and then it has in the middle in a blue outline, yellow wording, the doorway to hell against Caden Cleaver and Hammers and Jaden and Amira are on the cover as well. It looks, you should check it out because it looks really awesome. Oh, plus Jaden versus Chase James next month. But yeah, overall, fun. Like card. Yeah. fun time. Yeah. Like Another even if fun the card, time. and like it, the card isn't wasn't. Uh, um. What am I trying to say? Like it was a good card, good matches. It wasn't the best power show I've ever seen, but it was a lot of fun. I like the atmosphere that they get, no matter where they go, whether it's Blair Alley, whether it's World Pies. They just have a good atmosphere. It was it. We were like me and the producer were talking about on the way home about how in ring was really good tonight. That yep. last night it was really good. Um. You know, and again, storytelling show to show is, you know, we talk about how we all love it. Yeah, I prefer going to indie shows like this where you see natural storyline progression and angles as opposed to just an all star lineup of indie talent in quote unquote dream matches that happen at every indie show across the country. Yeah, like we had the dream match of you know, you mean like, like that, uh, that match announced for defied a couple months. Yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah which El was so great. And, and I'd love to see it live, but fuck, we've seen it at uh, I mean, Pro Wrestling Gorilla at AEW at uh, down Defy. I think they did it somewhere on the East Coast. Like, yeah, it's a touring match at this point. Which is smart. Yep. It'll sell. But I think the indie scene as a whole needs to get back to doing more of what POW does, where you, you get your your own crew of whether it be young people 
and then get a couple big names, but you still you do storyline progression. You work up, you build up shit. So it's a it's your own stuff. It's not just hey, this is the fourth indie this month I've seen this match at. It was cool. That that wears that wears real thin real quick. And even even you know what I love one thing I love about Pal is like they it's those things of they switch the card up. You know, coming off the last show, I'm like, oh, it's going to be Charlie Avell versus Chris Brady. Nope. And then it's nope, Zicky Dice versus Chris Brady. And then Drexel and Avell tag team. And I'm like, okay, that's still leaning on that storyline of Avell, you know, lingering on turning or leaving Drexel. You know, like just when, like whenever Brother Levi is ready, hell, you could end up seeing Zicky Dice, Brother Levi, and Chris Brady as a team against all three vacants. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And who knows who the three vacants will be? You know, it's... well, there's a Viana. No, that's true. That's true. One of Jack's victory for sure. Yeah, Jack victory, his old ass out there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's that, fucking... it's that fun thing about with Pal since we you know we go we we try to go to every show and you know we miss a couple here and there, but we were you know we're able to find watch them on YouTube and on their YouTube channel, and it's like the progression from seeing you know. Flaming Aces. I think the first time we saw them, they were in the 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 Rumble match. Yeah. And now you see them as one of the top. You know, if they're not the number one, they're number two behind the Hammer Brothers for top baby faces. In the, oh yeah, they'll go over as fuck. Yeah. But it's just the crazy of how you know Powell is not afraid to develop their wrestlers and then look at them now after you know it's show after show after show. There's good storylining. It's the way the indies should be because you're building, you're giving reps to those young kids learning in your area. They're getting their reps, they're getting their chance, and you're you're setting them up, letting them go, and then you know like Chris Brady he started in the Northwest, but. But what the fuck's going on, right? He's gotten a lot better. He's getting his reps. He's getting chances elsewhere. This is I wish all of the indies around the country did this so that there'd be more guys getting reps like Chris Brady that can make a name. Well, also... There's a dearth of talent on the indies right now in terms of big-name guys who can make a difference. There's tons of talent. But there's not there's none of those guys. There's not much of them. And like uh, like Pal specifically, I'm talking about, but the the Pacific Northwest in general. You know, it's most of these indies around the country. People like Chris Brady don't get to wrestle Doctor Cleavers and Vinny Massaros and people who have that much experience to learn from. Yeah, no, it's good. That's you get your couple of veterans. Like in Nepal, you have you have Vinny, you've got the Blanchards, mm-hmm. you've got Zicky Dice, who's a veteran. Uh, you got Cleaver and Drexel, Bunny Bone, all veterans. So you do have a, a healthy mix. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, we I know we, I, we because like remember when like Derek Shaw and Charlie Avell started, they were always with Cleaver and Drexel and Vinny sometimes. And look how much better they are in you know the last year and a half, two years. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's how wrestling has been done for decades, not centuries, but I mean, decades in terms of building up. 
it's it was quite normal back in the 40s, 50s, 60s when a you would almost rookies almost always started in a tag team because it yeah. just made sense to put them with a veteran, and then you just work together for like a year. You learn from them, you watch them, you train with them, and then you've learned and you're ready to go do your own stuff. Uh, but you know, get your tickets down for uh, the next pal show. We have issues. You know, one issue I did have with the main event, by the way, Corey, is Mister Ulala. He got on the apron and one flex. I don't think he attempted to punch him. I know Ulala, you know, slipped and dodged the punch, to my recollection. Well, I mean, Ulala was just trying to make sure that uh, justice uh, prevailed. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, he he saw he saw Amira Stolen come out. Yep. He knew the lay of the land. Uh, and luckily, you know, crisis was diverted. Just luckily, I was there with pocket sand. I would take care of it. So, uh, again, get your tickets now for the next PAL wrestling show. We have issues May 20th, but go to palprowrestling.eventbrite.com and get your tickets, or go to nocellentertainment.com and get your tickets for this upcoming show you don't want to miss out it's a fun time you know family friendly in a way uh, and uh but get your tickets now what do you mean in a way what funny bone <laughs> he's for the kids we specifically mean funny one yeah, com or go to the Eventbrite app as well. Get your tickets. Your, your kids should aspire to be funny, bud. I think my kid does aspire to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. He's just, he's just an American hero. There you go. Funny Bone is... is funny Bone as many things. Funny Bone is, is 2023's Babe Ruth. <laughs> okay. Never thought I'd hear those two compared to each other, but we'll go there. Well, well speaking of a, a another American uh, nightmare he, uh, hero in the wrestling world, uh, Corey, you want to bring up uh, most likely who's coming back to AEW? CM Punk. It is looking like he uh, will have likely, probably, hopefully debut in June. Re-debut. Uh, I... It makes sense to eye point uh, the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago. That's the dynamite before Forbidden Door. Um, well, if you're going to have him come back, that would be the place to do it, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wants to come back. He's willing to play ball, as it were, is what's been said. Um. I guess he's supposed to have a meeting with Jericho this week to find out if those two can work together. Uh, I would just say, I don't give a fuck whether you oh. can or not. Be fucking professionals and make money. But hey, this that's not the world we live in right now. Everything's so HR contingent. Well, whatever. Of course, that dipshit Chris Jericho has to latch onto this. I, I think it's amazing that he's going to have a meeting he had nothing to do with anything that fucking happened, but somehow he, was, he wasn't even right there. He, he, was, he wasn't even fucking there. I think he was giving his presser. Yeah, he was on the presser. Um, he somehow weaseled. He, he's he learned from Hogan, buddy. Uh, Jericho took notes. God, he sucks. Copious, copious notes. Um, 
the elite. So he's willing to work. He wants to work with the elite. He's willing to work with the elite. They haven't said much other than the fact that they're eh about it. Not yes, yeah, that, not no. Just, uh, that was my thing. Like, like I'm sure he's willing to play ball. Is the other side willing to play ball? Well, oh, I, yeah, I don't think he was willing to play ball until recently. And it goes both ways. I'm not going to give either side a break on this one. This is a whole bunch I, of well-paid professionals who need to grow up and just make money. I actually That's think they should go in different direction. I think Punks is smart enough to realize that in that audience, uh, for the most part, he's going to be a heel just because of the fan base they have. They should actually debut his ass in Jacksonville and get him booed out of the building. Well, there's a shakeup there. As word has come out that the Saturday show uh, <coughs> is likely to be on TNT, not TBS. And they want it to be a two-hour A show. TNT. Not a not a C show, not a dark on TV. They want it to be an A show. So the thought process is, if all these guys can get along, at the very least, what we can do is make one show the elite and the dudes they get along with, and one show Punk and the guys they get along, he gets along with. That way we can still utilize everybody and get some fucking TV shows. Unfortunately, uh, the punk side is a lot smaller roster. It's going to be hard to fill out two hours. <laughs> that's a good point. You may have to make some people unhappy. Uh, but <laughs> that's, not, that's, a, that's not really a fair balanced uh, roster there. But they're looking at uh, the term soft brand split was used. Like not do a full on brand split, but just. Certain guys would be on Wednesdays, certain guys would be on Saturdays, and then Rampage and Dark would just be, you know, who the fuck ever, the lower guys. Um, but yeah, TNT wants a competitive A show on Saturdays. <laughs> then they should have kept the first one on Wednesdays. <laughs> right, on their channel. Fucking idiots. And then they also probably should have just given, just moved Rampage to Saturdays then. Uh, yeah, and just. Yeah, I, they don't. They don't need a seventh fucking show. I mean, Jesus Christ. I feel bad for Khan on this one because he's doing all these shows. I mean, like the Ring of Honor is his deal, but like this new show coming on for two hours and this Rampage in itself was also their call too. Like they're they're wanting all these shows, but are they gonna are they gonna tip out the money next year for a hardcore re-signing? I mean. He wanted to do two hours of dynamite, and that's it, preferably on TV. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got three fucking shows, and two of them are supposed to be two hours in the A show. Plus that's a lot of shit they're demanding from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what's going to wind up happening, unfortunately, is he's going to have to increase the number of pay per views because you can't stretch out seven hours of television for three months. That's true. That's a good point. Not to mention, he also does two hours of Ring of Honor every week. Yeah. Like, I, you just can't... Their roster isn't big enough with enough made stars to accommodate that. So you're going to have to get through storylines a lot quicker. Yep. It is going to feed. You're, you're, you're going to have to go to maybe one every other month. Do six a yep. year. Yeah. Um, you know what they're going to want 
they're going to want 12 a year on Bleacher yes. Report because that's more money for them. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if if they're willing to pay next year, then that's a conversation he can have. But until then, I'd be like, look, dude, you're you're drawing blood from a stone as it is. Can, can we calm the fuck down? Yeah. I mean, I know, gonna... I know what but... he's doing. I know he feels he feels like he's in a position where he can't say no to them because they gave him the, the, I mean, without them, there wouldn't be a W. Right. The, the national TV. And he wants to resign next year for a lot of money. So he's not going to say no to them a lot. He's going to do what he has to do to make them happy. But at the same time, they're sure, they're sure demanding a hell of a lot. Yeah. If this doesn't, um, if they doesn't get double, the amount for TV fee for doing all this, then he needs to not resign with them and find another partner. He should get triple of quadruple what they're paying. They're only paying him 45 million a year. It's that, you know, you assume that all in will be in an added pay-per-view going forward. Oh, that Wembley show was going to be a pay-per-view. Yeah. Especially if they sell it out. Yeah. Well, the, at, at the moment, it's uh, 45,000 sign-ups. Oh, I've read, tickets, I've so. read on social media, people have already like rented hotel rooms and got flights and all that already. Who haven't even bought tickets yet? Uh, I mean, we talked about it. I think they're going to do at least 60,000, which is not technically a sellout, but that's a big fucking crowd. Anything over 30,000 to me for them there is a victory, personally. And they've already got that in sign-ups. Yeah. But I think they're going to surprise people. I think they're going to do a hell of a lot better than people think they're going to do. I can't say uh, sellout. That's that's lofty. But uh, but I think they'll do good. Yeah. So, um, Joe, are you going to fucking watch this Saturday show? The two-hour Saturday show? The hell it's called? Yeah. Uh, it looks to be called Collision. Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're not, you're not. I, I might watch the first show and see what it does. And then, honestly, it's one of those things of, um, we'll see. Like, if not, I'll watch it Sunday morning or something. You know, just. Uh, uh, Especially I'll, if it's going to be an A show. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Because if it's going to be an A show going with storylines leading to a match for a pay-per-view, then I'm going to have to watch it or, you know. Not to mention, they're being smart with this idea. Even if everybody can get along, the thought process is if you make CM Punk uh, kind of contingent to just that Saturday show, then if you want to see CM Punk, you have to watch that show. Yeah. Which is not the worst idea. Which I know was the initial idea of the brand split, like in WWE, anyways, was the whole point. They just gave up and went away from it. But, like, so just as an example, obviously this won't be every single week, but just as an example, imagine WrestleMania week next year where it's three hours on Monday, two hours on Wednesday, two hours on Friday, I'm not counting the B shows, and two hours on Saturday plus two nights of WrestleMania. That's one week of wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And well, you know, I guess because 
wrestling has fallen into, what everything else has fallen into, and that's the content over quality for TV. Yeah, it's quantity over quality, and it's oh, yeah, God. It's, it's like I don't care if you give us three good hours; we'd rather have fifteen so-so hours because it just fills our day up, and it gets people watching. That's what we want. That's why the streaming okay. shit can't happen soon enough for me because it's like, goddamn. Uh, you know, Rampage is dying a slow death in that fucking time slot. I'm because nobody wants to be home at 10 p.m. on a Friday watching wrestling. 6 p.m. on a Saturday? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah, no, I, I get you. It's uh, it's all ask. Uh, but I-, I don't know. I don't know what this what the normal ratings are on a Saturday evening on TNT, but they must think it's going to be better than the accountant. I mean, they just, yeah, they just show them just movie. It's always just like a movie block. Yeah, it's either like a Star Wars or Avengers, Marvel movie block. I was reading a report about it, and they're going to get bumped for like sports coverage. So what the hell's the difference? Uh, it's these. Uh, it's they're desperate for live what they call live programming. That's why sports are raking in the money on TV right now. Uh, Cause channels are convinced that the live of any kind beats out old movies and reruns of shows. And so they can get more of that evening's ratings uh, because really only, because it comes down to, if you get more ratings, you get more money for your placements and that's where the money is. So that's what they're all trying to do. Because, like, if we're being honest, like, I wouldn't watch this because I don't care. But if they really wanted to generate large audiences and large ad revenue, they should have gone after the the rights for, like, the Premier League on Saturday mornings. Yeah, but that's still Saturday morning, isn't it? But it's live sports, and it would generate a significantly larger audience than AEW. Uh, it's probably just to save them money, too, because they already have AEW on a deal. And how much would they have to pay? For like, is Tony Khan getting any kind of bump? Be adding another fucking show, or is he still stuck That I don't same? know. You fucking hope so. But I think, I think that... I think that Warner Brothers Discovery has him by the balls right now. Because yeah. they are by far the best chance to resign next year. Instead of, well, where else are they going to go? Really? Um, FXX? I don't know. But, like, so they, they kind of got him by the balls. So they may not be giving him more money. Be like, well, you'll get your money next year if you play ball with us now. Which, hey, I mean, that's not, on, that's not on, like, a TV channel to exert, you know, power and yeah. influence. Joe, do you know, is this going to be live every week, or are they going to, like, live tape, live every other week? I I asked Corey this, and it's one of those things we don't know. (laughs) I know the first episode's live. I know that. Yeah. Sure. Because it'd be interesting. You know, it's one – yeah, first episode's going to be live. We don't know about the other ones, but it'd be, like, um, one of the – You know what I think that has to do with? Next year's contract as well. Because I'm not kidding when I say – conceivably they could give them up to fucking eight times what they make now. And they still wouldn't be anywhere near WWE's uh, pay. 
I mean, he's only getting 45 mil a year. That's nothing. Now, if they go up to like say 500 mil, which is not inconceivable, then you can afford to do live every Saturday as well as Wednesday. Be a hell of a lot. Yeah. Because so, like, I think about it production wise. So, Dynamite's live every week in an arena. Rampage is either live, you know, taped or whatever that week. So, if this is a live show, they either have to book that same arena for four straight nights, essentially, or travel to another fucking city at another arena a third time that week. They would travel. There's no way they'd stay in four days in the same place. What you would have is Dynamite would be live Wednesdays, and then you would tape Rampage after that. And then the Saturday show, you'd probably tape the next week's Ring of Honor before that goes live. And then Dark, you just do it Orlando. And is this show like getting rid of the Battle of the Belts? Um... Don't know. Don't know. That's a, Don't know. That's a that could of, be that's a good question. That could be part of their one of their live rampage that they I'm do. I'm sure. I'm sure if he has his way, that yes, it would be taking its place, and they'd quit that um, because that was yet another show that TNT wanted. My, my, why are you guys discussing about how you know there, there's the rumors of the soft brand split it, team? Saturday is going to be punk. Saturday, Wednesday's elite type stuff, and be interesting what the ratings would be like. You know, see who would really go to. You know, who watches what in that way of you know team punk, team elite type stuff. Well, Saturday. I mean, look, we know that Saturday afternoon or evening in the East was it was a was appointment viewing for decades up through the mid nineties. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, however, what helps, what should help it now that they didn't have back then, though, is DVR. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But if I if I don't watch it Saturday, I'll watch it Sunday for sure. And I'll yeah, just DVR it. Yeah, because <laughs> you can just DVR it, which yeah. helps in the ratings as well. So the theoretically, second... it's not going to do as good as Dynamite for sure, but it may not be as bad. The... The cynic in me is just like, you know, uh, the Bucks and Jericho go to sort of like, hey, let's put Punk on Saturday. He'll have his own show knowing that it's going to fucking tank because it's on Saturday at 6 o'clock. They're be like, oh, look, I thought you were a draw, buddy. Look what your show is doing. No, it's even worse, dude. It's it's not <laughs> 6. It's supposed to be 8 to 10 now. See, I, I saw 605 Eastern. That's what yeah, we no, that want. was the original plan. But now that they want it to be an A show and they want it to mean something, there's been talk of moving it to eight to ten. So directly in the middle of like boxing and UFC pay-per-view time slots. Oh yeah, they're gonna eat it. And I but you know it's 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 one of those things where he knows he's gonna eat it, but he's not making those decisions. I it's a really good thing that Jeff Jarrett's there right now. Right. Ugh. I just I feel bad uh, for him because every bit about this to me is like, look, this is an uphill battle that you, man, you want us to perform on this night at that time? Really? Okay, we'll we'll try, but I mean, fuck, that's a tall that's a tall ask. Uh, this upcoming Dynamite's uh, coast to coast, so they're doing that live at five, and then. 
Um, I don't know if it's back to back on the on the TV guide, but they're doing it live on West Coast this upcoming uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's just the way of being live. I mean, that should be the way it is every week, but those fucking. I can't remember. Is it the satellite companies or the channels themselves uh, that pay to not have it done somehow? Uh, it's the uh, the the it's like actually individual cable systems because satellite yeah. TV is always live. Always. Well, that's what I meant. That's what I meant to say is the individual systems. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's like the charters and Comcast and stuff. Yeah, which is stupid to me, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they make millions, or else they wouldn't be bothered with it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we have that interesting going on. And speaking of interesting, uh, Corey, didn't Mickey James needed to lose her title to retire? Yes, the whole she's on her last rodeo, and she was gonna wrestle until she lost the title. Uh, but then she got injured and couldn't defend in 30 days, and had to vacate the title. So. What a disappointing end to that storyline. Only if you care. Which I don't. <laughs> but I'm sure this is a, I'm sure this is a backdoor to like I never got to finish my story. Because that's the thank you, Cody. That's the popular thing in wrestling now. Finish the story. Um, so she'll come back and do another one. But, but that'd be kinda that'd be kind of like Stupid in that way. She comes back, <laughs> wins it, and then like loses it in a month or two. If that's you know the idea. Oh no, I actually think she'll come back and just lose the the like the the match. We like the interim versus the whatever champion. She'll just lose the match. She wants to go out in the ring, and this isn't the way to do it. So, although I don't think she's actually retiring, she won't retire until she gets that final Rumble appearance. Country. Yeah. And then um also something stupid. Uh Trish Stratus went heel. So I guess uh leading up to the you know Trish not. versus Becky. Yeah, that's what we want, right? What I've been needing. I mean, I'm so glad we don't have talents like Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair and Asuka. And Bailey, oh, wait, we have those talents. But no, let's go ahead and bring in the blonde with big tits from 20 years ago. That's cool. Vince is back, guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's that. It's that. It's just dumb. You have the talent, but let's bring them back. You know, let's bring back Lita. Let's bring back Becky. And let's have them all in one feud now together you know you probably won't see lita anymore she might show up monday and that's about it because trish is going to tell all again on monday and no thank you <laughs> um I, mean, I remember most about trish's career is her ability to speak into a microphone so i'm amped for that as i assume you would be um also, what you're probably amped for is our homework this week. As a uh, Corey, what did we ha- what did we watch? We watched the Sheep Herders against uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Wee Wee Rick and Martel from May third, nineteen eighty, Portland Wrestling. 
I did not know this was a false or a two out of three fall match. I was so I was like, did they start the show over? What is happening? Portland wrestling was a two out of three falls territory because they Uh, only they only kept a roster of about twelve people tops. Gotcha. So the shows would be built around two out of three falls matches. Plus, it was a way on TV every week to not use everybody and get everybody tired of everybody. To just have like one long two out of three falls match and then some promos and maybe another match, and then you'd call it good. Gotcha. Okay. It, it, it was kind of mind blowing when the like I found it on YouTube, and it was like when like it would go black. I'm like, what's happening? Like, did I lose? Did the did I find a bad connection? And then for me, it was like, oh no, commercial breaks. So I was um, surprised at the the quality of the video from 1980. Yeah, it's one of the be- it's, it's one of the better ones from that time in terms of quality. Uh, I did notice that. So it was uh, so Joe. I have a question for you. I was thinking about this while I was watching it. Yeah. Did you watch a lot of WCW before Nitro started? No. Okay. So, it's not going to resonate with you, really, but Corey will get this. Roddy Piper, to me, is a less talented version of Steve Austin, where it was interesting to see him be able to move and wrestle, as oh. opposed to what we got in the late 90s, where it was just punches and kicks, because he was completely washed. Yep, yep. No, he was he was a lot of fun to watch in the 70s and 80s footage that I have. Um up through his first retirement. Like he's, he is a legend, an all time legend through like 87. It's mm-hmm. diminishing returns with every comeback, culminating in WCW. But man, like the <laughs> first 10 years of him on tape, because there is some late 70s San Francisco that's out there with him. Uh, he's revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and a lot of fun. And Rick Martel, yeah. really good wrestler, just f- fantastic wrestler. And, hey. Unfortunately, the Sheep Herders, you know, slash Bushwhackers are, it's one of those teams for me, like the Young Bucks and the Briscoes. I have no idea which one's fucking which. You could tell me 400 times. You guys just told me 400 <laughs> times which one Matt and which one, and which one's Nick, and I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I stood out with the producer. <laughs> the, bu- the Bushwhackers were the original version of that. Like, which one's Butch? Because, uh, okay. like, they don't look alike, and the other teams don't look alike. I still have no idea which one's fucking which. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, <laughs> I I enjoyed this match. Like I like, like I grew up during the Bushwhackers WWF run, mm-hmm. and you know, I wasn't a huge Bushwhackers fan. I I got what I got why they were popular, and once I you know later on once I learned the history of the team. I was totally cool with the Bushwhackers because, like, yeah, you 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 paid the price. You earned that fucking, you earned that final that final run that with the big money and all that. I got it, but like, I wasn't huge into them. But I going back, I really like watching the Sheep Herders. Um, they're not a great team or anything like that. You know, they're you know work right work rate rate wise, they're nothing special, but they're a fun team. They know how to be effective barbaric heels, although they didn't show that too much here. In Portland, they didn't do the barbaric stuff so much. 
Um, you should see some of their Puerto Rico stuff. It's Jesus Christ. Um, but they're good at what they do. They were convincing, and I, I enjoy their sheep herder stuff. Um, this is their first full-time run in, in the States. They had done a run earlier that year in Hawaii, but no, no real video of it. Uh, so this is their first North American run. They've been, they've been wrestling like 20 years. Um, damn near. And finally got in America. Um, I like this, I like this match. I, Piper and Martell are like quintessential baby faces. Um, the crowd crazy form. Um, again, it was nothing earth break, uh, groundbreaking. I just wanted you guys to see a version that's not just them licking kids on the top of the head and doing comedy spots for 10 minutes and calling it a day. It was different watching it because again, yeah, any bushwhacker match we've seen, it's been a bushwhacker, not a sheep herder. So it's, you know, licking it, heads and crap. It was weird to me. Like I was watching like, the, especially the first fall of the match, clearly Piper and Ricky Martel are the faces, but they were sort of working heel, like getting all the heat on one of the sheep herders. It was very weird to watch. Yeah. It, the placement it's, Two out of three falls matches were worked really differently back then. You pretty much, especially in that territory, it was almost like the the baby faces would almost always dominate uh, the first fall more often than not. Win mm-hmm. it, and then the heels would win too, and then you'd probably get a schmoz in the third fall most of the time. Although sometimes you'd get a definitive one. Um, but that's just kind of how they were formatted back then. What'd you give it? Oh, probably a three and a quarter, three and a half, something like that. It's a perfectly fine match. Nothing that's going to blow the blow the roof off. Nothing I'm going to put in a notebook or nothing, but perfectly fine tag match for a Saturday night on KPTV at 1130. So, uh, Mr. Booble, I believe yeah. it's your pick. So what are we doing next week? We're doing something a little interesting, Joe. Uh, and that we're watching a Yankees game. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. Every time I watch, they lose. I don't know if I well, should no, or let's not. Watch the uh, Wildcat game from 1995 against the Mariners. God uh, okay. damn. Uh, so this is what we're gonna do. Corey's gonna know what I'm doing. I don't think Joe is. So I'm gonna try. We're gonna try this. So don't just, say it, Corey. I won't. I won't. Joe, we're gonna go to WCW. We're going to June 23rd, 1994. Oh. And now, Joe, this is the important part. Are you taking notes? I am writing everything down. It's going to be a little difficult, but I need you to go on to the cock. Okay. I need you to... Well, I'll just... Okay, so the show is Clash of the Champions 27. Okay. But what I need you to do is try very hard to not look at the screen and fast forward to one hour, three minutes, and 46 seconds and then press play. Okay. And I, right. I want you to watch because it's you're going to get some pre-match stuff, and the pre-match stuff is important for what happens in the match. Okay. So I need you to watch from one hour, three minutes, and 46 seconds forward. It's I the got main that. Event show, so it'll be the last okay. thing you watch. But. Okay. Corey, do you know right where I'm going with this? Oh, I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, you, you do. You've, you've, you have piqued my interest. It's so. a big deal, Joe. <laughs> Okay. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 
I will spoil a little bit of something. So it's right. So there's going to be a Hulk Hogan promo. It's right after the Hogan promo that it starts. Okay. So okay. if you catch a little bit, lap, little part of the Hogan promo, that's fine. Okay. Just don't go for the crowd. Six. Where the crowd's right. booing Hogan. Yeah, not the face reaction he wanted. Okay, got it. So one one minute, one hour, three minutes, and forty six seconds. Then hit play. Got it. Easy. Okay. Sounds if you good. Don't want to, maybe have the producer set it up for you or something, but yeah. Yeah. I'll work on That's it. Good. I'm looking forward to that. I am as well, and also I looking forward to that since I think it aired the first time. So I'm very excited to see how I remember it. Okay. Well, I will uh, watch it, and I'll let you guys know when I see it. I, I, I seen it, but, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Also looking forward to it. We have issues for Power Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, get your tickets now. They are available now. They're going to go quick, so get your tickets. Go to uh, powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or to the Eventbrite app, or you can go to nosellentertainment.com where you can find POW tickets. You can also find at Entertainment. Everything that we do for you, all the podcasts that we do for you. You can follow us on the social medias at No Cell ENT, No Cell Entertainment, at Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram, all the other apps that has gone away that Joe, they thought they could. Yeah. A uh, little bit of pubby here. So, what are you guys doing on the fake movie experts? Um, Where are we? Hang on. Well, it depends. Um, I believe What's on this, uh, we are, it, yes, we are currently in the Terminator franchise as this upcoming week, we will be doing a uh, Terminator dark fate, the last install of this franchise. And then we're moving on to something new next week. That's uh, one, two, three. This is a six movie. Damn. No, seventh. It's the seventh. You're right. Seventh movie. No, the last right. one I saw was T2. Terminator. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, Rise of the Machines, Salvations, Genesis. No, six. Dark Fate. Yeah, so it's six. So this is the sixth uh, movie. But you can, uh, that comes out this week on all the social medias and wherever you listen to your podcasts, like Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 